The following podcast is equivalent to a TVMA rating, thanks to the author's strong and frequent use of adult language and graphic recollection of her sexual escapades. We strongly advise listening alone or with an extremely open-minded, politically incorrect companion, such as a gay bestie. Welcome to How Bitches Are Made. I'm your host, Rachel Melvin. Joining me today, we have not one, but two very special guests. Last week, I told you guys my boyfriend Kevin was going to join us, and alas, he is here. Hi, Kevin. Well, hello, Rachel. It's good to be here. (laughs) I kind of feel like I'm here because we're stuck in quarantine. (laughs) Is that, and is that why you invited me on this podcast? Because you can't get away from me? No, I'm actually pretty bummed because I didn't want to reveal you until season two towards the finale where I had my story about you and James. Well, hello, everyone. I'm blowing my load. I am the infamous, infamous, inf- infamous, infamous. Uh, before I was going to say we're drinking, let us introduce our second guest who's just here idly by. We got a surprise visitor. My roommate in Los Angeles, Mariasha Altenbaiva. Yeah, that was perfect. Thank you. I, for a second, it sounded like you were going to say my roommate in law. Oh. Like, <laughs> like, That's great. That'd be weird. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. So um, before I give you guys a little background on how I met both of these crazy people <laughs> that I love so much. Truly. Um, we're going to introduce the drinks that we're drinking because we are having quarantinis. It's that time. I've been doing like this weird Oprah voice. Sounds good. Thank you. Anyway, what are you drinking, Mari? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) I am drinking from a bottle. (laughs) I'm kidding. I have a very eloquent glass, but I'm drinking the Clos du Bois. Elegant. Pinot Noir from California, is it? 2017. It can be from anywhere you want it to be. No one will know. That Sounds exotic. You know what? It's I'm enjoying it. It's not too sweet. It's not too dry. It's just all you need is a light jacket. <laughs> is that what the label says? <laughs> no. oh. That's from Miss Congeniality. Oh, oh, gotcha. Uh, Kevin, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I have been drinking Anchor Steam beer, uh, a beautiful bouquet of beer from San Francisco. But I am going to switch over to the. He's doing ASMR for me. ASMR. Maker's Mark whiskey straight straight up just straight up just how i like you yeah we came into this uh, little studio (laughs) i see what you did i love that you guys are both so innocent it just went right over your heads yeah there's another obvious pun i could throw in there but i won't anyway baby what are you drinking (laughs) oh yeah what am i drinking so i took a stab at making my own drink with a rum that i love called diplomatico and i mixed it with some Orange juice and pineapple juice. I feel and like you're you making fun of me, Mari. And I wish that I had patience and had just waited for Kevin to make it because it's just like it's okay. Mari, you had a sip. You know, had what did you think? It, you know what it tastes like? Like I'm at like the bungalow in Santa Monica. Oh, that's a nice compliment. You know, yeah, I think I think you might have <laughs> made that like, well. Can yeah. I try it? Yeah, maybe. Please. My sixth drink in the bartender doesn't care that much anymore. Oh, it's a there frat it is. Party. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) There it is. They just want the money. I'm kidding. It's strong, but it's great. So let's quickly explain to everybody how we met. Mari and I have kind of a real crazy story. Do you want to tell it or should I? What it... We do. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you were going to add. We met through a mutual friend of ours. Yes. Levin Rambin. Levin. Levin has this really fun 
well, she had this really fun ladies' night before the quarantine <laughs> happened called Queen's Night, and yeah. Mari and I met there. Yeah. And then, what was it, like six months later, you ended up moving in with me randomly. Yeah, Queen Night. It sounds much less culty than it is, I think. But it's just Empathetic. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's like artists. Well, actually, women. it doesn't sound pathetic. It, <laughs> what sounds pathetic is when I explain it to people, and I'm like, oh, it's a women's support group. <laughs> yeah. and then it sounds but pathetic. Very... Does everyone have to wear, like, Crowns? Tiaras? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely um, a requirement. Otherwise, yeah. you're not allowed in. Exactly. But it's just, That's why I never yeah. made the cut. But it's a very like fun artist-women group, I guess. Yeah. No, it's actually a really lovely group that Eleven put together. And I, I think a good portion of my current friend circle yeah, is made up of girls right. that I ultimately met at Queens originally. Totally. totally. And I think what was crazy is we met and I just, it was one, it was the, one of the first Queen nights, I think. And it, I, was, it was it was my first, first night one. yeah it was, it was your first night. it was my first one I think she'd had one before I think that it might have been my second one yeah and I just didn't really know anyone that well and I remember I just sat down next to you yeah it's totally and, random and I was just like hey what's up with you and you were like oh hello <laughs> and we started <laughs> and talking we talked. Yeah. yeah and we kind of talked and then we talked on the next queen night a little bit too yeah and I was looking for a place to live so I found a place and it was all set I was gonna move in and then Oh, beforehand, randomly, me and Rachel spent Fourth of July together before we were. You even always friends. say randomly, but like I really liked you the first day I met no, you, I and I knew like you had said on Instagram, you were like, I don't have anyone to spend it with, and yeah. I was like, Come oh my with God, that me. Makes you sound so sad. No, because I <laughs> no. don't, I don't either. Well, typically, yeah. I usually go to our fam extended family's lake house, and totally. that hadn't happened yeah. in a few years. Well, I'm not from. I didn't grow up here, and I think a lot of people. It was my fourth, my first Fourth of July actually in the states, and so I think a lot of my friends were home and whatnot and then one of my really good friends Emma shout out to her um we were just gonna do something together and I was like ah I'll just reach out to the Queen Society and see if they're doing something and then Rachel was the only one to respond I mean not to shame anyone but you were I think the only like one of the only people to respond because I was really looking for things I was looking for someone to was was like I have nothing to do usually within minutes no you but no it was super lovely and we camped out and then I got super high and Mari chose to tell me, oh, this reminds me. I hope I don't get freaked out of the loud bang of the fireworks because there was bombing back in Kazakhstan when I was little. And I was like, oh my God, are you going to have PTSD? No, no. I was genuinely terrified. How have I not heard this Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm glad you you clarified that. Yeah, no, yeah. To me and for this podcast. You were were high and it might as well have been (laughs) Kazakhstan at that point. Um, (laughs) But no, but I... uh, yeah, and then my living situation just fell through, and what was and it was really hectic, and I didn't know what to do. I just wasn't finding anything, and then, funnily enough, if that's a word, it's not, but I use it as a word. Oh, so I'm Aquarius. Okay. I think it's a word. Therefore, therefore it is, it a, is word. a word. Exactly. Sorry, that's an inside joke. <laughs> I remember Levin, out of all people, was the one to call me, and she goes, "Oh my gosh, Mari." You know who has a place? Rachel. Yeah, and it was like the day after I had just finished it. It was all really weird and meant to be. And it, it was, was just, so meant to be. We were both kind of freaking out at how easy it was. And then I was like, you know what, Rach? We've been through a lot this year. So this should, like, it should be easy at this point. You yeah, that, you, that's yeah. exactly what you said. And it made me feel so good. Because yeah. I remember there was like, I'm like, this is too easy. There's no way she's actually going to move in. And then right, you did. Same. And I was like, thank God. Because yeah. it's, it's hard for me to live with. And you've actually... Look, I've lived with two of my really good friends and I loved living with them. But mm. I think I what I love about our living arrangement is that I really didn't know you until you moved in. Right. Yeah. And then you moved in and we just became like, you are like family to me. Yeah. And it just, I'm just we so both, grateful yeah. that I live with someone I like. Same. Same. It's um, like we became friends. We more. Grew closer, yeah. Whereas I feel like a lot of the times 
it's the opposite way. If you start Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? You're so totally, totally right. There we go. We solved it. We did. And then um, Kevin and I, why don't you tell this story? I actually right. like love do. to hear that because I haven't heard Kevin's side of this. Oh, yeah. I'm, great. Uh, so like Rachel Melvin, uh, we have some Airbnbs, some homes that we've been building. And that means going to Home Depot like 10 times a day. So it's a wonder that I never saw her before, before this. this. Yeah, yeah. Because just like me, she was going all the time as well, working on her house, dealing with all the crazy stuff. If you listen to the podcast about the oven, oh man. Um, so one day, my buddy and I, uh, who have the Airbnbs, we were at Home Depot checking out in line, and there were these two cute girls behind us. My buddy's gay, so he had no interest. He didn't care, but you know, I had I had my eye on one of them. Bet you can't guess which one. It wasn't me. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And this cute girl gets a splinter in her finger. And we're looking back and she's, you know, trying to get it out and, you know, having having a, you know, hard time with it. I like to say I was very loud and not subtle about it. I mean. just want to throw that in. (laughs) You were subtly screaming. So, you know, (laughs) it was hard not to look. Uh, but James being the goofball that he is, um, he rushed over and was like, I can get that out for you. You got a splinter. I'm great at this. So, you know, James with his long fingernails. Yeah. He just got it out of there. And then we all exchanged numbers. We decided to go out to the saloon that night. James disappeared. I don't know where the heck he he went. He went to go get Ara, his boyfriend. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I was left alone with these two cute girls and, uh, Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's where the story ends for you. Okay, let me pick okay. it up. And then it, we fell in love. Okay, that's a very condensed version. Isn't that romantic? No, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go let's more into like the whole how like we didn't like each other at first, which is very fascinating. What? <laughs> See, guys, to be yeah, continued on it, that. It, literally, we met and then we didn't date for like eight or nine months, <laughs> maybe Easily. a year after Easily. that. But anyway. Are we, st- like, are we dating? <laughs> have we oh, made it official? I you knew. What? Um, Quarantine has made it official. Uh, yeah. We okay, so that's actually a great other. segue into our topic of conversation this week, which is uh, relationships in quarantine. Okay, so dating during quarantine. Online dating, can it work now more than ever or no? What are our thoughts on this? Because people are still online dating, which I find so fascinating. totally online dating. And is that good because they can only have a conversation? There's no stress to meet up? Okay, now you're getting ahead of my notes. I need you to slow down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. Well, I actually had an interesting conversation with a girlfriend who um, she was saying that it's so nice that there's no pressure to get drinks right away and right. you actually can get to know a person right and i feel like it's funny because i feel like a lot of people my age are mari's in her 20s i'm in my 20s um, <laughs> like a lot of people my age are i mean some of my friends have been meeting people on dating apps and like facetiming and having like and just getting to know each other or calling each other and like talking for two hours and like having virtual dates yeah i imagine right. that the, there's probably less pressure That's even though I... you're having like a face-to-face you're not face-to-face exactly because you I know still when... get the butterflies you still get antsy but for like sure. it's not it's like, yeah. the thing is i think there's also such a weird stigma to it that it's like there's no expectation of physicality right so it's like no. you're just getting to know a person and their personality and maybe during quarantine it'll actually make people have a deeper like actual yeah, real connection or yeah. bond one of the things that I was gonna say is when I used to date when I I mean not when I used to date but when I was dating before I met Kevin when you were a player I am like I have 
crazy long arms and I'm always so self-conscious of what my body is, was doing on a date. Mm. So I like the idea that that awareness wouldn't be there if I was dating virtually right. online. The other thing I like about it is that for girls especially, guys too, I don't know why I'm well, limiting it you, to you girls, look, but there's an easy escape route if you don't oh like the gosh, person. Exactly. You don't have to like sit through drinks. You can just be like, mm. oh my God, I'm so sorry. My sink just sprung a leak. Yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. My Wi-Fi went out. Oops. Yeah. Or, or I thought you said my wife and I went out. I was like, what? <laughs> That's a whole nother story. <laughs> it's kind of scary how it's like technology is being such a big part of our lives. Yeah. That was not a grammatically correct sentence. But it is crazy because I'm thinking of all the pros of this. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can control how I look. And I can be texting my friend at the same time. And Mara's like, like, I can multitask. I can it's multitask. <laughs> I get bored. You know what's actually kind of cool about the virtual dating and FaceTiming and stuff? You also get to see that person in their habitat you know they're not yeah, putting on a true. show it's not a fake thing like Kevin's you know like you get in the like, house the first night totally exactly. <laughs> that's house, right do you guys know the app house party yeah everyone's on it yeah yeah everyone's on it there you go. So, i accidentally got a, went into a walk through but but <laughs> you know you know what's really I funny i just want to point this out because i'm looking at my notes you're not i mean forest i feel is maybe too strong of a word but you're forced to expose yourself to be vulnerable whereas in I feel like so much of dating now has become so superficial there's so many fish in the sea you could just swipe 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 but but now I think if you're taking the time to actually call someone and have a FaceTime or get to know them like you do have deeper more meaningful conversations that lead to what I would assume was a more lasting connection but the other thing on the flip side of that is loneliness can make you settle Mm. when we're alone for so much it's like are you just so desperate for that attention or that connection that you ignore things you wouldn't normally if if things were normal and then I have on here quarantine goggles which is essentially beer goggles which goes hand in hand with the loneliness making you settle well we're doing it right then (laughs) we got our quarantining I mean what do you guys think what do you guys think about the flip side I think a lot of People are reaching out to their exes and DMing them. And it is kind of an overall feel of like, fuck it, you know? Like, it's it's quarantine. It's a, an apocalypse. I don't care anymore. I don't know. You almost feel like you have nothing to lose. Yeah, I have nothing to lose. And it's just, I don't know. I, have, I had a friend recently who, this guy who she went on one date, I think, a year ago, just FaceTimed her randomly. And she and she accepted it and they talked for an hour or two. And it was the, it was a really fun thing. And I think... Do you think that was like straight up boredom where he was like, oh, yeah, well, you I don't just know. start reaching yeah. out to people. Well, I, mean, that... I did that too. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I really did that too. So I'm just like making myself feel better because I don't know. I just think it's kind of like whatever, like this is a time to be connected to people. And we're all humans. When we're in this thing that's so global, I think why not just reach out and see how we're doing? Because it's kind of like we're all being brought back to. It's like we leveled the playing field yeah. because yeah. social status and shit doesn't isn't really relevant right totally. now. Totally. So it's like, I don't think it's a, I don't think you would look psycho or whatever if you read, like if you did that. But at the same time, I, I think it's necessary though to maybe be aware of the reasons of why you're reaching out mm-hmm. to not, like you said, settle. But I think it's more of your attitude. And I think that's what I discovered and what I talked about with my friends because it's how you kind of look at it. And if you're carefree and fine with it and you're confident about it and you don't feel like ashamed about it i think that's an awesome thing like why yeah. not yeah and but you're gonna find liberating. a person that yeah. will match that too exactly which is but, yeah yeah but then if you're doing it and you're like oh fuck i'm settling or oh, i'm just doing this just so i can have somebody because i don't want to be alone then i think maybe it's good to 
Examine. Take some time and reflect, yeah, yeah and, and see why you're doing that. Well, that's a good point that you brought up, the the quarantine goggles. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems like it is going to be a thing. And my fear towards that would be that you would get into this, you know, relationship and have this really whatever connection it might be that you feel one way and you know whether the other person feels the same or not but then once you get out of quarantine and life goes yeah. back to the new yeah. normal and you yeah. see all your <laughs> options and you're in the real world oh and that's touching, an interesting point i thought you those... were gonna go more towards what i have on here which i was is not com- i'm going it... this way <laughs> yeah i thought well you and i are just always on the same page yeah, i baby. thought we were quite literally on the same page here we are is that page two um but but I was going to bring up Love is Blind, mm-hmm. <laughs> which Mari and I watched oh, together. Yes. We'll never get those hours of our life back. <laughs> oh, is that that other reality show? The, yeah. Not the Circle or whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. The Circle's the awesome. One, yeah, yeah which is what we're living right now. Circle's <laughs> a conversation for yes. another episode, but Love is Blind. What I had on here is, in a weird way, dating and quarantine is almost like saving yourself till meeting. <laughs> oh, And then I you like meet, that. and it, like you're saying, which mm-hmm. I didn't consider what you just said, so I'm so glad you did. You you can be overwhelmed by then all the options you have again, mm. or um, or you find out you don't like their body type, or you don't like their smell, or, or you're you like don't Jessica like, you know... and you realize that guy's just too damn short for me to date, and too, she, even though she was saying it's because he's too young, it's because. He was too short. Sorry, was he was too short. short. Yeah. I'm sorry. sorry Jessica. She's a high. That is such a superficial thing. And Jessica is a reference from Love Is Blind. If you correct, correct. This does beg the question, doesn't it? Whether it's like, well, I'm attracted to your personality because I've correct. gotten to know you. What if there's no physical chemistry? Listen, I've dated That's short scary. guys and I've dated tall guys. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was in a great relationship with someone who was shorter. They were very good to me. It wasn't a factor that got in the way of me dating him. I still dated him. He was a great person. Because you had the emotional connection. Right, of course. But then do you think this is actually much more difficult for people because, say, we're in the real world, not in quarantine land, and you meet someone on a dating app, right? The, The stakes are so low. When you meet them in person, even if all those things aren't yes. there, you're just like, oh, cool, bye, peace, mm-hmm. ghosting, fuck ghosting. I fu- if you ghost people, fuck you. Don't like, do honestly, Don't you're do an it. asshole. Mari just no. stepped up I'm on sorry. the podium and was like, now's <laughs> no, my time. No, fuck ghosting. Even when I didn't want to maybe keep dating someone, I would, I don't know. I just think be a nice Have person. Have the balls. Have the balls, be a nice person, honestly. Um, Sorry, that was a side note. But yeah, but then with this thing, because you're, you're in quarantine, right? So then you're getting invested. You're attaching yourself emotionally, maybe. The stakes are so much higher for when you meet them. You can't just maybe You're, be, you're right, because that's know? what I was actually going to say. When I did date a short person, I was friends with them first. And I was a very aware of, of what he looked like and the package he was in. And right. I liked him for him, that none of that mattered. Mm. But I think when you have when you discover these things after you're already in, it's, yeah. it's, it does something different psychologically. Yeah. I can't explain it. Totally. But it, it fucks with your ability to make logical decisions yeah. that aren't based on shit that shouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, let's transition now into talking about when you're in the beginning of a relationship in quarantine where you've been casually dating, but it's on track to be something more. And I have a couple of friends that have found themselves in that position. And I think quarantine can be good for them and bad for them. I have that there's not enough time together. Therefore, you don't know each other well enough. There's a lot more room for miscommunication, misinterpretations, and ultimately just a loss of interest, out of sight, out of mind. Thoughts? 
I think that in this time, since, you know, if you're one of those people that is an essential, like, working force and you don't have a lot going on, there's no excuse not to be around somebody you like, you know? Mm -hmm. So you kind of get rid of all that excuse BS, you know? Um, So you might say it's more time to hold people accountable like a true bitch. That's right. That's true. (laughs) Correct. Wear gloves, people. But no, yeah, that's so true because, yeah, you're honestly what are you doing writing your screenplay all day like if someone's not replying to you they don't want to reply to you right it's it's hard to make excuses for somebody too right well and it shows a lot like is he actually interested in me is she actually interested in me because if they're still avoiding in this case in this world that we have right now then there's something wrong with the relationship yeah this is actually quarantine's a great barometer to really let you know where your relationship stands but then again to play devil's advocate though i think everyone is so sensitive during this time and there's a lot going on emotionally mentally maybe with you know financially that then there's that too you know i think what you're saying is people are more stressed out right so they're not entirely emotionally available let's say yeah that would that would suck to be kind of casually dating someone and it maybe be going somewhere and then and then it stops yeah Yeah. exactly exactly that's what that's especially with a very social person and like if you're a homebody and they're social it's gonna be tough well it's like i have i have a friend who has like an actual she's prone to i think she has like a pre-existing health condition Mm -hmm. where she has to be extra cautious and she's dating somebody and it sucks for her because she has to really limit her contact with people and there's this person that wants her to be healthy and they're like I, you know, I don't want to be responsible for potentially endangering you. Exactly. And it, it's hard for her because she's like, I know logically like that makes sense, but like it's hard to not take it personally yeah, right? or read into yeah. it. When you're at that stage, especially in the beginning, early stages of the relationship, you're not close enough to quarantine together. Correct. But you're not, not close enough to not talk. So it's right. like, what, it's how do you progress your relationship with that? You know, it's just a weird, it's hard. It's hard. And there is that pivot point in a relationship where you want to be with them. You want to physically touch them, you know, see mm-hmm. them in person, have dinner with them. And FaceTime just doesn't cut it at that point. You right. know, if I, if I had to be away from you and just be FaceTiming, I'm not good at long distance relationships. Yeah. And I'm I know very that. Good like, at like yeah. hey, everyone long distance relationships. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> Test. Yeah. I'd be like, no, I'm going to see that girl. That's She's too cute. Think. I'm there. Also, if you are in quarantine together, Let's go down that route. So when you have too much time together, my fear with that is that you're then in this extended honeymoon phase. Mm. So you're now kind of getting an unrealistic example of what the relationship would be because you're mistaking this for what it, you think that this is what it actually is. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, So true. Because there's no distractions. So you get this person completely to yourself you don't have to split time with friends or family or work Work, anything i have on here it's like an episode of the bachelor it's an unrealistic reality you're you're touring all these tropical paradises which we don't get to do (laughs) we don't get to travel at all can't even go to zion but you're you're in like fantasy land and then when you have to go back to reality it's like oh shit there's all these other factors that influence a person's behavior that then bleed into a relationship and then influence the relationship dynamic well i think now's the time to communicate like what what your you know significant other does 
outside of this if you don't know if you haven't really if this is brand new getting into this like is their work schedule are they workaholics are they working you know 12 hours a day and are you only going to see them you know Mm -hmm. every couple days or just late at night or just early in the morning like is that going to satisfy both your hearts and it might be actually worth it to within the confines of your home like establish this you and I can talk about how we did this establish those boundaries for lack of a better word to where you're almost getting like a taste of what it would be like. So even though you're in the same house, maybe you don't talk to each other or like really interact until 5 p.m. Yeah. Just as a test. And that's Rachel and I are both workaholics. We work all day long. So we we do have to (laughs) strategize, you know, all that time together, which is very fun. Yes. Yeah. We make it work. Um, so along those lines, when you're stuck in quarantine with somebody, you get to know their flaws and quirks. <laughs> you mean their quirks? <laughs> what did what I flaws? Say? What oh, flaws? Oh, oh, I thought I mispronounced quirks. Uh, quirks? I tend to do that, that a lot. That is a funny word, though, quirks. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about how you and I transitioned into quarantine. So hmm. when did you say we started dating? September? Yeah, it was around September. Yeah, for me, it was like July or some shit. Um, (laughs) September, October, November, December, January, February, March. So we're like six months in. Yeah. Okay, so six six months months in, and then we get in quarantine. So funny story is, Kevin and I were already kind of living together, and it took me being stoned off my ass to realize that. (laughs) I had this moment where I was like, holy shit, we're living together, and then I started freaking out. You tricked me. You tricked me. How did I trick you? <laughs> Gender role reversal. <laughs> so, uh, to be fair, we have Airbnbs, so she can't go back to her house, and she has no place to stay in the it's desert. It's true. And so, yeah. That wasn't on me. That- Was it on me? <laughs> I did book out your house constantly, just <laughs> with random guests. So, <laughs> Get you and I, um, we have like spent a lot of time together. We work together. We essentially live together, especially now. The... When quarantine first started, I don't think this is news to you, but when quarantine first started, it was very hard for me because I love my alone time and I love my space. My space is the big thing. Space is definitely her thing. At the time the quarantine, the stay at home order went into effect, I had guests at my house, so I could not get back into my house. And I had like two guests that were staying for two weeks. So at that point, I think they had about five days left and by the time they had two days left, I was dying was yeah. to get away from you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, From you and, and everybody. We're, we're always around people all the time. And Kevin, you're the same way. You like your alone time. And I think I was dying to just be in my own space and have time to myself to kind of center. Because I do think like psychologically, whether I wanted to acknowledge it or not, everything that was going on in the world was weighing on me. And I think a lot of times when I'm dealing with shit like that, I like to be alone so I don't feel like my feelings or emotions are judged and that's not a commentary on on you. No, and I don't think you're alone in that sense either. Like the people that are, you know, stuck overseas or in quarantine for a month, you know, where they can't get back to their house or, you know, any of normalcy that they would need. Like our situations because of Airbnb, somebody else is in our space. Right it gets to you even even if you're the most positive person in the world like your Which eyes you gonna are. start twitching you know? <laughs> like, right. y- you need those nights to yourself you need to be in you know your surroundings that you know your things something comfortable so yeah I'm a pretty positive person but I it's very easy for me to slip down a dark path and when I know I'm going down that dark path I, I really do want to be in isolation so I don't feel judged 
and you are very positive. And so when, when I'm especially feeling negative, I hate being around positive people because I feel like I'm annoying them or bringing them down and I don't want to feel that responsibility. I don't want you to feel so, <laughs> Thanks. I'm like, bring them down. <laughs> I'm so I like to deal, like you and I deal, we dealt with what was going down very differently. I was kind of, I started to like panic a little bit. I wanted to go get all my shit and you were just like, yeah, sure, whatever you need. Is it an adventure? Let's go. Yeah. Baby. And you looked at, that's exactly how he looks at everything like an adventure. And I look at everything as a problem. He's like, oh, there's a problem. I get to solve it. And I'm like, there's a problem. Fuck, my life is doomed. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, a puzzle. We can figure it out. So that is a good influence that you have on me. Um, but ultimately, there was probably a good, after I was alone for like two days, there was a bounce back where I felt like you really proved to me that you were a genuine partner in every sense of the word. You were very much like a source of stability and steadiness and comfort and yeah. I don't I don't know. I sound like such an asshole. I don't know but. how this experience would have been for me without you because you're just so much a yin a yin to my yang that I don't know. I feel very, very lucky in that way. So spending, this is also nice to say that spending time with you in quarantine, because now you, now what's happened is we go about our days and then you come home around like six or seven and then we spend our evenings together and then we try to spend the weekends doing something together, although that is often still work, <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> but it's super fun. Um, and projects. that dynamic, I really, really love. And we do have the luxury of you going to your space and then coming here. And it is the desert. Right. Everyone's more spread out. We're not, you know, in as much danger of contracting a virus as people in the cities are. Yeah. And we're not stuck in a, you know, one bedroom apartment. Which, right. You know. We're totally on top of each other. Yeah. Exactly. That would be so, so hard. Uh, and then, of course, there was, which I boasted about on Instagram when you did our little date night in the middle of the desert yeah. and I and I told you I was like you know I've never gotten to see the romantic side of you because we're just always working so much that yeah. we haven't really like done proper quintessential dates yeah so that was the first well and I think that's super important in a relationship especially in these times is still to be fresh to surprise to you know do whatever you can within your means you know it doesn't have to cost you money it doesn't have to be anything crazy but a little shock and awe you know so that yeah that it was cute. keeps it fresh <laughs> so what we did was uh, if anybody didn't know we we went on a sunset atv ride but my buddy and i we had like set up this whole um what would you say? Like a... Like a fantasy date from The Bachelor? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. we, we went Sorry. up to the oh, mountains. Wow. I was there with the cameras. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hiding behind rocks. It was amazing. It was producer on that show. Yeah. It wasn't creepy. It wasn't <laughs> no, creepy. No, it wasn't creepy no. at all. It was Chris Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, you were saying. We, we had a really nice night. It was fun because one of our friends uh, hit us up and was like, hey, we all want to have drinks on Zoom. And so we ended up out at this kind of romantic date night you know picnic around the fire out in the desert and we ended up setting up my phone and we had like 
10 people with us, you know, yeah, on Zoom, cool. just having cocktails with our friends, which was... Super uh, fun. Yeah, it was a special little add-on to it that yeah. was a surprise for both of us. And then so. we got kicked out by people who claimed to know the people that owned that land. Yeah. I'm still skeptical. <laughs> anyway, so I do think that ultimately spending so much time with you in quarantine without the typical interruptions we would normally have in our work day, whether it's people, errands, things that pop up that need our immediate attention... I think that we've grown together through our hobbies, our humor, and our sex. Yes. Sorry, Mari. All three of those. I feel very uncomfortable. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave. Actually, this okay. is a great segue. Let's talk about the sex first. Yeah, of okay. course. Well, I was going to. So I have these friends at Foria. I've been making posts about their products. They specialize in women's general health and um, sexual wellness. And they've been sending us products. All sorts of goodies. To try. Yeah. Yeah. They sent me their general wellness tincture, their like CBD infused oil, and then suppositories yeah. for like period pains and stuff. They go all the way up. But then I was, you know, I was so curious to try their central line and they saw that on my video and they were so sweet and they sent me all like lubricants and massage oils and That's more really suppositories. Nice it was yeah. so nice of them. They're really cool. You guys, like... I love these products really i wrote her an email i was like thank you so much and whoa (laughs) (laughs) they're so so great guys you don't have to be good in bed just (laughs) get your girl i was like i kept raving about i was like oh my god that (laughs) oil was so great and kevin's like give me some credit man (laughs) (laughs) i did some work here i'm like but you know you're great (laughs) that's really funny do they they sell them at like they sell them online so it's foria you can visit foriawellness.com and check my instagram they're always offering different promo codes yeah the only store that you can go to nowadays online (laughs) yeah right um but but it's just been it's been fun to connect with you i think on like a more intimate level which admittedly is not something i think you or i prioritize and make a lot of time for in normality no because we're workaholics as you said so this was a good little find your person yeah Yeah. find your lobster (laughs) find your lobster what is that it's from friends from friends kevin wouldn't know because he's weird totally missed that when i said find your person i forgot about this you know cliff note asterisk except you don't like friends he's never watched it i've seen a few episodes you know over time just like yeah he's saying he's saying that's like yeah i've heard of smelly cat you know well, that's good. That Listen, it's quarantine. You got yeah. time to catch up. Yeah, I feel like you, you should have said you've want smelled to. smelly cat. I've you smelled a cat wind before. Of smelly cat. Yeah. I should learn that. <laughs> I'll play that for you guys. Get, Thank you. That'd that'll be great. Be your intro. Um. Okay. So just Can a couple you just more topics. Friends for me. I will. Murray, that'd be great. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I was about to tell this like one anecdote about like yeah anecdote. That was the word I was looking for. No, it's just like a thing that happened. Oh, God, I don't want to say it now. You know what? I'm not going to say it. Okay, okay. backpedaling. Right. That's fine. You're it's prerogative. Fine. It's right. fine. Uh, did you have any anything you wanted to come at me about during your time in quarantine with me at the beginning versus now? I'm fucking wearing my armor, so go No at holds it. barred? Yeah. Baby, ready. you ready for it? I'm ready. You're just going to say nice things to make me look like an asshole, but go for it. I'm a Pisces. But not That's because you want me to look like an me. asshole, Shoot. just because Murphy's Law. But your moon is in cancer. Um, cancer. Cancer, so... I am a very laid back, just chill person and I do go with the flow and I am very positive, but the thing that I've grown from with you is that you are realistic. You are very, you know, uh, OCD, anal, uh, methodical. Yeah. (laughs) That's so much nicer. (laughs) Um, 
and sometimes I do live in the cloud, you know, and I'm, yeah, you're a Pisces. I'm, yeah. I'm living up here doing <laughs> this stuff. But... Fantasy Pisces world. Yeah. Yeah. But idealistic. Both you girls ground me. You definitely ground me. You yeah, send me to my room, which is and so I weird, think about I'm an it. Air sign. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, which is so weird. Yeah, what I was is this? To take you up into the air. Yeah. But no, I feel I'm like we've grown a lot through this. The fact that we have similar hobbies, we have same interests, we think alike in so many different ways. Other than that, like, I feel it's made us grow so much stronger. Because it does yeah. like make me think more rationally about you know our relationship and what you're feeling. Because it's hard for me to separate, you know, that fuck it, like it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's not the end of the world. Hey, who didn't turn off their phone? I thought you turned it off for me when you set it down I on the desk. Not. It was Vegina Pubenstein. Oh, Vegina. Yeah, we have. How's she doing? I like names. Let's get her on there. My family and my sophomore human. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Go ahead. Sorry. You were saying really nice things about me. Please continue. Oh, yeah. You're <laughs> beautiful. On. You're wonderful. Uh, I think I was just saying that we've grown a lot together because we are polar opposites. And being in this quarantine, we've gotten, you know, a lot more heated, you know, arguments about some of the dumbest stuff. But mm-hmm. I think it gets down to the true core of, you know, how we feel in different situations. I'm very light and airy and fuck it. Like, you know a year from now this isn't going to matter so i just can blow it off easily whereas you are day by day like you know this this is bugging me and i need to be more like that in certain instances and you really bring me you know you bring me even i don't know what i'm trying to say right there but you yeah well one thing i wanted to say to to bring it back to um to bring it kind of back to one of the points you made in the earlier discussion i do you think that spending a lot of time in quarantine with somebody like I haven't had to share you with anybody and one thing it's done for me personally is I do feel I know you better and that makes me feel more solidified in our relationship which when we do go back to normal will make me feel more comfortable in the times that we are apart ironically enough so I think that's good feel safe it makes me feel safe like knowing you better yeah yeah so um you guys have been through like not the worst but you've been through you know yeah yeah hard shit so that's yeah, the depression. hardship will, will either make you sink or swim, right? Yeah. Okay, so a couple more topics. The baby boom. Everyone's been talking about how there's going to be like, you know, these quarantines in 15 years. <laughs> um, because there's lots of sex happening in quarantine. There's also lots of fighting. Is there's... there though? Like, who's out? Everyone's yeah. quarantined by themselves. Except for couples. I'm talking well, about people that are in God, There's okay. a lot of masturbation also. I, yes, I have that on That's, here. Lots of masturbating. And along those Mars lines, in case you didn't know, a lot of uh, porn sites are offering free premium videos currently to help people with their sex lives while in quarantine. So take advantage That's of that. That's crazy. All right. That's so we'll put links on the bottom. <laughs> um, is Check it? out Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, right? So Sponsored. Here's... Um, one of the notes I have is, is it smart to conceive at a time like this? Look, I'd have your fucking babies tomorrow. Well, except that I wouldn't because I'm a responsible adult. Thank you. And I don't want to fuck myself over. <laughs> because right now, there's an uncertain future financially. And this is kind of a broad statement because not everyone's doing this. But a lot of us have limited responsibilities right now. A lot of us are being encouraged not to pay bills. A lot of us don't have to show up for work right now. There's a lot of 
responsibilities that we just don't have and we're not dealing with time apart. So there's not a really, again, realistic template of what raising children would be. So if you get knocked up right now because you're like, oh my God, let's just have a baby. Like you get, you get wrapped up in the romanticized version of it and then poof, things go back to normal and then you have to deal with the harsh realities. Some, some people are not as apprehensive as I am when it comes to raising another human being. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should be. Maybe I should learn from them. I don't know. But um, let's talk about the baby boom. Well, look. It can go one of two ways. If you guys were already looking to have a baby and, you know, great, this is your time, wonderful, you got secure jobs, like, go for it. But I'm 100% with you. Like, we don't know what the future's looking like. Like, we've never raised a kid. Um, the argument to that is, well, you never know what the future looks like. I just want to point that out because right. people listening are definitely thinking that. Well, there's there's that saying, that old saying, you know, you're never going to have enough money right. or never be you're ready never to have a kid. never going to be ready, exactly. Yeah. Um, but in this... Uh, situation you may not have the money you know you don't know if this is going to take 18 months like the worst case scenario is talking about or if you're even going to have a job when you come back right and I think the reason that that's so important to note is it's like yeah you'll have a kid but you I feel like some people when they have kids they don't realize they're going to have a kid for fucking ever (laughs) and then like what ends up happening is you like end up you can end up resenting having a kid and then that rubs off on the kid the kid feels it and then they're not given like you know the best of circumstances to have like the most fulfilling life or upbringing there's just like like so much thought needs to go into having a kid and i don't always feel confident that people are really doing all the thoughts it's having all the thoughts yeah well it's funny because i'm one what 24 i come from a family where like my mom was always like a baby is never a bad thing like at any time and i really was like mom but I'm in, I'm in college. Like, if I had a baby right now, that would suck. And she was like, no. Like, no. Like, a baby. Like, no. A baby at any time. Would she be. wants to be a, a badass, though. Yeah. Your mom is, like, a rarity. She is a badass. But it's like, yeah, my whole family is just like, you know, a baby's a blessing. And, like, they, I think they just want grandkids so bad. And are you like, like, mom, are you going to are you gonna raise this kid? Exactly. Yeah, that's what, the, like, yeah. that's the thing. So I come from, like, a very, like, it's, like, nothing to be ashamed of. Like, get right. Like, it's, so, like, we're, we'll be here. We'll take care of it. Like, which is so, I feel yeah. so grateful for cool. that. Yeah. yeah like, and, that's what I grew up with, but at the same time, I, being me, have always thought, like, I don't want to have kids unless I know that I'm, like, prepared in a way. Like, like right. you said, like, I'm, you know, can give them security and safety that I would want. Right. You want to feel have. like you can handle it. For sure. It's like getting a dog. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's just me. Sorry. Everyone, some, well, not everybody. Yeah. People get really offended when you compare kids to dogs. But yeah, but honestly, dogs can walk so much earlier, you know? Yeah. You got to <laughs> teach these kids, uh, you know, stand on those two totally. things. And that's just weird. But then I also think like it's awesome because when accidents or whatever happen, like it could be it could be like the no, for sure. Gift Everything happens for a reason. What I want to know is what causes a baby boom. Like every sudden, all of a sudden, people are like, "Ooh, everything's back to normal." I'm so fucking horny. Like, I don't, <laughs> like what causes a baby boom? I think is it's it because opposite. we're bored in lock boom? in lockdown. A baby boom is like when a lot of people at the same time are having sex. So there's uh, a lot of pregnancies. There's a lot of births around the same time. How like there's all these. I'm not saying this at all that I believe in this or that we do at all but how all these conspiracy theories are going around about how this is like to stop overpopulation so then just the mm-hmm. irony of like a yeah, baby boom happening boom, yeah. is kind of interesting I well know. yeah I think it's quite the opposite I don't think it's because of boredom and everybody's gonna like you know start fucking after this <laughs> I think uh it's it's much like every war or depression or anything like that where if you're a person that wanted kids or you want to you know 
create your namesake and everything. This is your last chance. You're in a depression. You don't know where mm-hmm. it's going to go. So uh, that's like my grandparents. Like my grandpa was at Pearl Harbor and uh, the love of his life was back in Nevada. And when Pearl Harbor happened, he was, you know, on the front lines and he called his girlfriend, you know, they had been dating for a long time and he's 18 years old, young man. And she flew out to, to Hawaii and they got married on the spot because they didn't know if he was going to die tomorrow. So it could be something like that too, where you want to have a kid because of the, you know, not knowing about the future. And it's the only thing that you can do to, you know, something to be hopeful about. Yeah. 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 Especially if you're older, like, I mean, if you're dating and you're, 40s or 50s or you know um, yeah that's true yeah if you're out of a divorce you know and you never had kids and you always wanted kids you know that's a different yeah perspective hey my grandma's mom my grandma's like the 12th kid or something like Mm -hmm. that my grandma's mother in 1926 7 she's 50 dude no she was in her 40s though wow kevin's got a high sperm Mm -hmm. sperm count we've got strong eggs that's why that's why we're not having any. Well, I mean, we might have kids into our seventies. <laughs> we just got to keep the menopause at bay. That'll be a be... real geri- geriatric <laughs> pregnancy instead of these like fucking thirty-year-old pregnancies that are considered geriatric. Right. So stupid. Um, okay, uh, last topic, kind of. <laughs> Divorce boom. So there's a lot of everyone saying that people are going to get divorced. There's going to be a spike in the rate of divorces. Because this was something my friend Brooke pointed out to me. It's a really bad time to make rash decisions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> alcohol. Rash decisions because you're getting an unrealistic example of reality. You're never going to be spending this much time with somebody every day in the real world. So the things that might be driving you to get a divorce right now are not indicative of the things that might otherwise not matter or cause you to file for divorce if things were normal. So there's a lot of thoughts on this. It's you're spending more time with somebody and you're seeing their true flaws. You don't have space. There's nowhere to escape to. And one thing I thought of was that there's limitations on what was working for the relationship. Like some people are in open relationships and what sustains the relationship is being able to go to this third or fourth party that gives them what their partner can't or doesn't. Like polyamory or... Yeah, yeah. exactly. So when you're not able to, you know, when we're practicing social distancing and you can't, like, go to these external sources that help sustain your relationship, what happens to that relationship? That's probably very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I think... And that's... I think just... Our conversation uh, about that. And that is that. So how does it feel not being able to go to your boyfriend's place while we're together? You know, uh, well, you the know, thruple, if you will. Luckily, you give it to me in every way, Aww. and that sounded sexual. Oh. Once again, I am uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to sound that way. <laughs> but anyway, so so I just want to caution people. We're gonna move on to the next topic because we need to start wrapping this up. But I just want to caution people that are contemplating divorce. Obviously, I'm not in your relationship. I don't know the nitty gritty. But do take a step back and examine: Is this a result of things you've been feeling for a long time? And yeah, now it's go just watch like marriage story. Okay, come to a head. <laughs> is it because? Is it all of a sudden like a new thought you have because you're spending so much time with this person and if it is the latter then really consider like this is not indicative of reality this is a temporary
temporary situation. No, I have all joking, one. Th- oh no, all you, no! I was gonna say all joking aside, it's like what you were saying about this is the reverse. This is the flip side of the honeymoon. Mm-hmm, correct. And this is just yeah. That's all I want yeah. to say. Well, and what no, I was right. gonna what I was gonna say is right now, if you're workaholics and that type of thing, where now it's all of a sudden come to a halt. It was working when you were right. working, which is great. And right. maybe that's how you guys work together. And maybe that's how the relationship works. And you don't know how to, you know, uh, traverse that in this new world right now, right. being busy and staying away. Just like you were saying, maybe we don't talk to each other, you know, and right. practice, create a Implementing practice. certain yeah. things. But down the road, that's what your relationship will be. You guys right. will be retired down the road. Granted, that you will true. know each other a lot better so by then. But the at an older age, are you guys going to drive each other crazy? Because how many times do you hear that in like retired people where they're like, oh, your father's driving me nuts or right. oh, your mother just, you know, won't stop. Or, well, so that's what I was going to say. They also always advise their like the secret to what marriage and whatever of 70 years and stuff is choosing to love that person right yes but here's what i think more cut and dry black and white it's having your own life and then having your life with that person kevin and i the other night were in the same house all day and we were doing our own thing we ate dinner separately because i was still working he wasn't and you had said to me before bud you were like i love that we could do that it is so important and i i express this all the time in every episode in every blog post about how bitches are made this is why it's so important to be a bitch be in, in total control of herself because you want to have your own life your own things that fulfill you and make you happy and then your partner adds to it they don't they don't dictate whether or not you're happy so you have the things that fulfill you and when you are in retirement you don't have to be in quarantine together you can go play golf or do whatever you want to do I can go paint or do whatever I want to do and then we end our days together that is why it's so important to have your own life yeah and if you guys are in love enough you're gonna want to have dinner five nights a week right you know and then you can have those optional things. You don't want it to just, feel like an you know, obligation. You want it to yeah. feel like a treat. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Totally. And I think maybe this is for another later time for another episode. But um, I think there's definitely much to be said about like, because I've definitely been one to have like a quote unquote like blossoming whatever life, like where I'm really focused on my career and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if I meet someone, it's like sometimes I would fall into those pits where you just like, I stop that and Correct. just focus on the person. Correct. And that sucks because then you just depend on that. But that's because that's how we're raised. Right. And And if you listen to the rest of the podcast. (laughs) You guys, I am the CFO. What am I? CFO. I am the the CFO of Facebook. (laughs) You're the director of social media. (laughs) And the first thing I would have to tell you is hilarious. Influencer bitch. But Mari has not caught up on all the seasons, and I keep telling her she is my audience. I am. I'm going to cut, uh, catch up, and also I'll be back so many times, you guys. Um, and we're going <laughs> to talk. I'm actually having a lot more fun than I thought <laughs> I, I would. So much fun. I mean, it's like a purge. Um, and I will we'll be back with topics of uh, dating in your 20s because I have a lot to say on it. So I know. This tuned. is why I love it. But, but she's totally right. Like, as girls, we literally stop everything we're doing to prioritize a relationship the minute the promise of one exists yeah and yeah. you know what the and we have to reprogram to... ourselves yeah and what sucks is that the catch 22 is that the guys i think are attracted to us girls with their own lives when we have our own lives and then when they oh, start man, dating that's us. such a great segue no, into next but then, episode but we're not there so, yet we will be talking about all this dating though, them, yeah. and so then we're like oh oh my gosh oh my gosh i like this guy cool i'm gonna drop all these things of mine and then he leaves because we drop it anyway. It's yeah. Like, hey, fuck ghosting. It sucks. 
We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, right? And again, fuck ghosting. Yeah. Okay, so to, to wrap up the conversation of this episode, I just want to talk about going back to normal, which we've kind of already touched upon. There is going to be a transition going back to normality, and we have to be very, very mindful and self-aware of what that's going to look like and how that's going to be and how we're going to feel. Okay, so a couple things that I want to acknowledge about last week's episode. I said Marie Kondo. It's Marie Kondo. Yep. Uh, I just wanted to Marie acknowledge Kondo. I made that mistake. What'd you say? I said, isn't Marie Kondo? I don't, I don't know. Well, You're Asian, so you <laughs> probably know more than I do. Yes, it could I have be... like 0.02% Japanese. I took my 23 in me. Yeah. So it's Marie Kondo. And <laughs> Kondo could be Kondo right now for the quarantine. Kondo. Like people call me oh, Quevin yeah. right Quentin now. Quentin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a correction I wanted to make. I also wanted to loop back. I kind of told Kevin this last week. I had talked about my fears. My fear was that when we came out of this, people were going to be more reliant on virtual connections that we would lose the ability to really connect physically in person. And you, you had a rebuttal to that, which I referenced on the last episode that I wanted you to share now. Yeah, my thoughts on that are that people are social. They're already getting, you know, socially anxious to get out there to, you know, there's the people that like going to the club. There's the people that just need general social interaction. So I think there's going to be a huge boom in that way when this is all lifted. People are going to be out. They're going to be talking to each other, socializing. And really finding their way. Make it up for lost time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So as I said, I was going to do last episode, I wanted to do feel good stories and share some funny memes and stuff um, that were quarantine related with our listeners. So one of the things actually came from Mari. I don't, you probably remember sending this to me. It was that, again, I I post all these on the website. So if you guys want to see them in person, visit howbitchesaremade.com. There was the thing where the guy was like, how we travel in 2020. And it was all the different filters that you can use on Instagram. It's It's really funny. Paris, Santiago. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, Cairo, Jaipur. Is that a real song? No, or I did they make it for that? They made it. They I had think, to yeah. have. Because I was like, how the hell did they get every single filter's name they in there? Made it. Uh, people are getting creative right it, now. They're getting so creative yeah. right now. So my mom had sent me a couple links to, there was My Corona Home, but it was a Kokomo parody, oh my God, Kokomo parody song. So I have actually haven't clicked that link yet for my mom. Sorry, mom. Like Kokomo, the... I think I haven't listened to it but people are doing parodies she said that Chris Mann has a version of Adele's hello and then of course if you don't already follow Jimmy Fallon on Instagram do it he's got a lot of really fun um, musical compilations with the roots that they've done on zoom I think it's zoom Anyway, so those are a couple things to check out. And then uh, my friend Brooke posted this on her story, which then got shared. Uh... Mari shared it with me. That's what I'm trying to fucking say. Mari, did you get into her DM? And it says, it says, Canadian. Can I get my stimulus money? Canada. Yep. Go to this website and get it in two days. American. Can I get my stimulus money? America. In three months, we'll tie your check to a balloon floating somewhere on Earth. You have one hour to find the balloon or the balloon gets the money. <laughs> it's amazing. And also, I thought that was actually, really funny. I found that from our friend Brooke. 
Yeah, I just said that. Oh, Mari wasn't listening because she was, was looking at her phone. No, I was 20-year-olds. I'm just kidding. Yes. She was pouring herself wine. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to point out, Chandra Rhymes Instagram, if you guys still haven't been able to find masks or you can't afford them or it's taking really long for you to get the one that you ordered, Chandra Rhymes shared a video on her Instagram of how to make a mask out of two hair ties and like a handkerchief or a scarf supposedly this works i tried it with a silk scarf that didn't work in fact kevin and i went to the farmer's market on saturday of course it was like the hair tie kept popping off my ear and it was mask required and it was mask required and i was like fuck this i don't care so we went into the farmer's market and of course we're there for like 30 seconds and this woman is like you know it's a state law now requirement you have to wear it and i like turned around i was like yeah well i can't find a mask i was like so mad (laughs) she did come off very like bad bitchy though did she yeah a little bit but then the flip the flip so this woman said that and i like kind of like like got all defensive and then she was like oh well I can give you a mask and like totally softened and just like she was like I can give you a mask or you can buy them over there and then I was like you can buy them there I didn't know you could buy them and I went to look at how much they were and before I even saw the price she was like here just have one of mine and then I was like thank you so much I was getting so frustrated with my silk mask it wasn't staying and then she gave me another mask for yeah, free. Yeah, like she had cut these and made these masks, which was super nice and Which is nice a very cool. sweet gesture, yeah, which is why I'm nice telling the story. Yeah. But then the irony was, the reason I was so frustrated is because I knew I had all these like handkerchiefs at home, <laughs> but all I could find were these fucking three silk ones. Mm-hmm. So the silk wasn't holding, obviously. So we come back on Easter Sunday and we clean out my shed and I found like all of them. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I gave her like fucker. three masks. But then, yeah. Mari, why don't you tell us your story about mask sharing. I don't want to like toot my own horn at all because I haven't told anyone this, but Rachel, I told Rachel this and she said. To share it. To share it. <laughs> yes. So it's not tooting your own horn. Um, no, I just, you know. It's setting an example for how people should behave. Well, thank you. But I also think I have heard stories about like this of other people doing this. So I think it's just lovely. And I think it, it definitely is like a <clears throat> kind of a catalytic, like, is that a word? <laughs> We're also, We're making up words We're here. Making it up words. Yeah. We're Shakespeare. It's fine. Listen. We're going to um, have a whole dictionary online. There's going to the be the quarantine dictionary. Our, yeah. yeah, totally. Um, so I was staying in Laguna beach in the OC for the past month, quarantining with, um, some fellow family, some fellas, <laughs> <laughs> some fellas, no, um, some family relatives. And, uh, I was just at CVS. Uh, I was at the checkout and this little old man, he had asked the cashier at the front if they were selling masks. And she was like, no, sir, sorry, we're not selling any more masks. We don't have any. And he seemed very sad. And he was like, well, do you have any bandanas or anything? And it just it was honestly like pretty heartbreaking. And But I remember it. So I actually lived in Malibu my <clears throat> first year in LA. This is a little side note. Our house burned down. It's all good. But I had bought a huge box of masks and gloves when I was back visiting the house because you needed it because the air was so bad. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so I, I just have I just had that huge box in my car the whole time. And um, so I was just like, sir, I have a bunch of masks. Like, give me one second. I'll give you some. I just like ran to my car and got the mask and I came back up to him. And I was like, here you go. Take as many as you want. And he just took two and and i was like no no take more take more and he was like you're you're something else and he was like wow thank you so much and i just think it it was pretty what were we gonna say i was just gonna say it's because i forgot about this like right when this first happened kev you and i went to walmart i was just about were you thinking that that too i wanted to i wanted to you two are just 
amazing people in my life. <laughs> oh, like, stop. no, you're like the sweetest people I know, and I love it. Rachel and I were at Walmart. Every aisle is out of everything. There's no paper products. There's no dairy. There's no Lysol, canned food. Nothing. There's no cleaning disinfectants, that type of stuff. And we were in the cleaning disinfectant area picking up stuff. There was one thing of... Um, I think it was like Clorox uh, wipes. Yeah, they were disinfectant Which is ironic because yeah. I did a voiceover for Clorox Sentiva. Ooh. You might recognize my voice. <laughs> you probably won't because I didn't even. I was like, oh, they recast me. Oh, I wait, wonder if no, they'll send us me. some. No, no, no. No, this won't. was a while ago. And Those they, residual checks have stopped. So that and gives you an idea left. of how long it's been. There's none left. They're <laughs> all gone. Uh, so anyway, Rachel, you know, grabs this last thing of Clorox wipes. We're like the only ones on the aisle. And then, you know, we're walking around with our cart and we overhear this lady that, you know, was No, no, no. She, you, you had for... stepped away. She'd come right up to me and she was like, where did you get those wipes? And I said, oh, they were just sitting here like in the, oh, you know, they yeah, have, to have right. those stacks of things in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. Rachel, you know, doesn't think anything else of it. Like, you know, oh, they're probably going to be around or whatever and so we're walking around we get to the cash registers and we're going to like the pharmacy aisle or whatever passing the cash registers and Rachel is like oh my gosh is that the lady who was asking about the wipes and I was like I don't know and she's like yes that's the one like I know it's the one but you walked up to her and you asked hey were you looking for something and she said yeah I was looking for those wipes Rachel comes back to me, grabs the Clorox wipes out of the oh. cart, walks well, they were all the like way up. In and, their like sixty yeah. seventies. Yeah, they were older. Yeah, yeah, and really needed it. You know, we didn't need. <clears throat> no, need and that wipes, was like really. one thing. But what actually got me, I gave her the wipes, and then she and was then like very everybody grateful. Everybody in the aisle was like, "Oh my gosh!" That's no, there so was nice one woman you. in particular who was yeah. like. You could just tell she had been through shit because what she moved me more than anything. She grabbed my shoulder and she goes, that was really nice of you. That was very kind of you. And what I got from the way she said it was that like people had not been kind to her. Yeah. And so, well, that's the thing. I think it's like this weird. That's, like, the, that's point. Yeah, exactly. that's like, is, like, <clears> the point. Yeah, exactly. Is so surprised like human kindness and I'm correct. Like, that's that sucks that people are shocked. Right. By it. I think that should be normal. Like, and it makes you feel so fucking good too, because the reality yeah. is like, in the beginning, everyone was like, "Oh, if you're young, you don't have to worry about contracting the virus." But then it came out. You you are still at, in, and you're at also risk. spreading the virus. Right. So and you are totally. right. But I Do think the, good, the way I was home. thinking as I was like, you know what? I'm not as much of a at risk as she is. So like, I mean, we'll be fine. I'm not worried. But I talked about this last last week. Every everyone's got to stop with the hoarding. It's just like it's there was this. I dated this Mormon guy for a while. I, the fact that I call him a Mormon guy, it, it is relevant. I'm saying it for a reason. But his mom had like this really beautiful biblical story or something to share about people who are empty and continue to give versus like if you continue to give, you will feel full even if like physically oh, you feel empty. 100%. Is the moral of it? Well, so no, like actually the one of my the family friends that I stayed with in Laguna, like she's such a sweet. Um, lady and like she was telling me she was like the more you give like the more selfless you are the more you're gonna get which sounds no that's 100 percent true she was saying like she was once you know there was someone i don't remember which story but someone like really this was back in like the soviet times and like i don't remember the details but someone really needed like warm clothes and tights and she literally took off her own tights and like gave it to that girl and then like a couple of days later she was walking and someone like just handed her a bag of full of like 15 pairs of tights 
And it'll always come back to you. It's the boomerang it effect. And like tripled. Hey. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. If you're stingy, you won't get anything. I have well, a very hard time sharing it. I can back is, that but theory. Yeah. It's doing it for the right reasons though. Like I don't. Hey, I don't it's know. about being kind. It's about being, <laughs> you know, good to humanity. Totally. Go yeah. out there, like do good for others. You're going to feel way better about yourself. And yes, karma oh. is going to come back tenfold. Yeah, feed your soul. I yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that about does it for this week's episode. It was a long and lengthy one, so hopefully that occupied some hours you were <laughs> trying to get rid of if you're really bored yeah. in quarantine. Um, but, but Kevin will be back next week, and we're going to discuss why men love bitches as we get a male's Ooh. perspective on how bitches are made. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Check out howbitchesaremade.com for the latest and be sure to follow us on Twitter at Habam Tweets and Instagram at howbitchesaremade. And of course, of course you, you can, can follow me at all the platforms at the Rachel Melvin. Dot com. I was waiting for the dot com, <laughs> but you're right, it's not there. Thank you guys so much for joining us. A special thank you to Kevin and Mari for joining us. And, Bye. And we'll see you back <laughs> next week. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. How Bitches Are Made is written and produced by Rachel Melvin. 